I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everybody? You are listening to another episode of Life in English. I am your host, Tony Kaizen. And I'm coming to you on a, a cold, rainy day here in Dallas, Texas, man. It is raining cats, dogs, elephants, tigers, and bears outside. I mean, it is raining like crazy, bro. Out of nowhere, too. I mean, I woke up this morning, and it was a little cloudy, but no actual hint of a rainstorm and then you know i'd say about 45 minutes to an hour ago just boom rainstorm you know lightning thunder floods and all that we got the flash flood warning on uh the cell phone and everything man so i'm a little nervous nah i'm just playing but anyway anyway Coming to you on a rainy day. It's about two o'clock in the afternoon. Just finished a class, and now, finally, I think it's been three weeks since I recorded a podcast, man. So I'm sorry for my absence. You know, hopefully you didn't miss me too much. You probably didn't. You probably didn't. It's okay. Anyway, finally back. And today, uh, now that I have some time, I wanted to talk about a different subject. This is the second time I was planning to talk about something else in the podcast. But um, since I kind of want to, I like to keep the podcast, you know, less than an hour and a half. I just want to make sure that everything I want to say is well prepared and things like that. So I'm not just rambling. So today we're going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about how I learned to speak Brazilian Portuguese. All right, it's story time. Um, because, well, I'll tell you why I'm telling this story after I tell it. How about that? All right, give you a reason to stick around until the end. Okay, so how this is going to work, 
I'll just give you a basic overview of why I started learning Portuguese and then, you know, just get into the actual story. So back in 2015, I think like September or October, I was living in St. Louis, Missouri with my dad. I had just got back from Mexico, actually, because I was going to school in San Diego, California. I went to school for two years, decided it wasn't for me. Fuck university. Not my thing. And it was around that time that I was learning to speak Mexican Spanish. And um, I decided, okay, since I'm leaving, I'm leaving San Diego and I'm about to move to a new city. Why not travel somewhere before I move? You know, why not? I don't remember where the idea came from. I just knew I was learning Spanish. I wanted to travel. So I thought now is as good a time as any, right? And uh, I decided to go. So I spent six weeks in Mexico. It was amazing. Truly, truly, truly a life-changing experience. But uh, I'm not going to get too deep into that because we're talking about Portuguese, right? So I came back from Mexico. I went straight to St. Louis to live with my dad. And it was just one of the most fucking miserable experiences of my young adult life, man. I mean, there's absolutely nothing to do in the city of St. Louis. Nothing. And uh, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I wouldn't say that I went into a depression, but dog, it was it was not good. Those were not good times. You understand what I'm trying to say to you. It wasn't good. So it was around that time I decided, okay, I got to find a new place to go. I need to travel some more. I need to get the fuck out of here, you know? And... I don't believe in coincidences, so I think it was around that time, exactly the right time, that I got back in contact with a friend of mine that I made, or I had made, in San Diego, a Brazilian guy, uh, Danilo Abreu, and we met in San Diego because we both loved to play soccer, so a friend, a mutual friend of ours introduced us, and then we made friends on Facebook, ba ba ba. you know, it was cool. And then we spent like maybe a year without talking to each other. You know how you make friends sometimes and you exchange information, but you never really stay in touch. You never really stay in contact with the person. It was pretty much that. And then just out of nowhere, I think it was him that sent me a message on Facebook, basically just saying, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Just, you know, wanted to contact you and say hello. And I told him my situation you know, that I wasn't happy where I was and I was looking for a new country, a new culture to immerse myself in. And he said, well, why don't you come to Brazil? Excuse me. Um, I thought about it and I said, well, shit, why not? You know, but he said, listen, man, you if you're going to come to this country, you have to learn how to speak the language because less than five percent of the entire population, according to, you know, general statistics, Less than 5% of the people actually speak uh, English, you know? And this is not a Spanish-speaking country, so don't come here speaking Spanish either. I said, shit, okay. Well, then you got to teach me, you know? I told him he had to teach me how to speak Portuguese, and that's exactly what he did, man. He, We talked a lot a few times a week on Skype, and he would teach me the very basics, numbers, basic pronunciation, you know, a few phrases, he would send me music like Hasionais, Chimaya, 
um, stuff like that, just to give me, you know, an introduction into the country of Brazil and its culture and its language. And I had already, the thing is, you know, before I get into how I learned Portuguese, just to put things into context, I already, I had already realized and understood that the best way to learn a language was by immersing yourself in it, by consuming the language the same way you consumed your native language, you know? I learned that with Spanish that, yeah, I mean, you can go to college or a language school and learn lots of grammar, I guess, but I don't think it's going to help you to speak. So the best thing you can do is find a private tutor or a good friend who has patience and the time to teach you and forces you to speak. You know, speak and then respond to what someone else is saying. So I, ha I already had that understanding. I knew, okay, my learning method, the best learning method for me personally was total immersion, consume everything in Portuguese that I could and speak as much as possible. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and just like with Spanish, I started with the basics. I started with Duolingo every day, at least two hours a day, which probably sounds extreme and maybe a little exaggerated, but I shit you not, two hours a day at least on Duolingo, just because I feel like, you know, if you've ever used the application Duolingo before, you know, you do, I don't know, five little lessons. That's really nothing, man. You're not, you're not learning anything. You're just, you know, you're dipping your toe in the pool. I'm trying to cannonball in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually trying to go swimming. So uh, I would do Duolingo as much as I could. And practice with Danilo whenever we got the time. And it was during that, that initial time, that initial month, maybe two months, that I really, really, really started to become more and more interested and fascinated with the country of Brazil. You know, its history, its unique mixture of different races, ethnicities, cultures, dialects, food dances and, and ways of dressing. I mean, everything, man. It's such a unique mixture that I really don't think you can find anywhere else on the planet. The only country that's comparable is the United States. But even still, I think here we have a diversity, but it's divided. You know what I'm saying? The racial groups, the religious groups, everything is divided in the United States to a certain extent. Whereas in Brazil, whether it's African Asian, European, or Native American, it's all mixed together and it's all Brazilian. You know what I'm saying? In America, you have African American, you know, white American, black American, Asian American. You see what I'm saying? But in Brazil, you have Brazilians. Hopefully that makes sense, which is why I think the country's so unique because you have people that, you know, look like they come from all over which obviously they do their ancestors do but it's all it's one people it's one people and me as a as a photographer i'm even more interested in people's physical appearance and people's faces their physical features and things like that so a country like brazil is a portrait photographer's paradise you know what i mean because you have everything everything and i really think that's part of the reason that Brazil is home to some of the most beautiful people on the planet because you have the best of every type of race or ethnicity, the best features from Africans, the best features from Asians, the best from Europeans, the best from Americans, all just mixed in there into one country. 
into one people. I really think that has something to do with why so many Brazilian people are just gorgeous, you know? Anyway, getting off track here. So, you know, after a month or two of practicing with Danilo and, and using Duolingo, and also um, as time passed, I started to listen to a lot more music. I learned a lot of Portuguese listening to Racionais, um, which is like a, it's a rap group in Brazil. If you're not from Brazil and you're listening to this, um, forgive me. I'm going to make a lot of references to the country, cultural references and stuff like that. And I'll try my best to remember to explain it all. Explain it all. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I listened to a lot of Brazilian music. And what I would do was translate the song lyrics. I would read them in, in Portuguese and then try to find the best translation for what they were saying. And the thing about hip-hop or rap music is there's so much slang, so many expressions that you're going to hear, you know, only in the music or only in certain cities or only certain neighborhoods. But the fact that my favorite music is hip-hop and that hip-hop, you know, was born, it started in America, it gave me a reference point. Because I noticed that in Brazilian hip-hop, they talk about a lot of the same things that we talk about in American hip-hop. So even if I couldn't understand every single word, I immediately understood the context or the idea because I've already heard something similar in English, or I should say American hip-hop, the English language, you know? So that made it a lot easier. So if you're listening to this and you're wondering, how can you, you know, use music or TV shows or just culture in general to teach yourself the language, I would say you need to imagine, let's say you're watching a movie. What, what I did was you look at a scene, you take notice of the context, and then, only then, you pay attention to what's being said. Because a lot of people focus on just the words that are being said. And they try to understand the literal meaning of every single word. And then they try to understand the context of this or the, the meaning of the sentence. And then they try to understand the context in which the sentence was said. I think that's backwards. What works best for me is to understand the context, then the sentence, and then the words. You see? Because even if you don't understand every single word, you're not an idiot and you're not a child. Which means you have an idea of context. People go to restaurants in foreign countries, just like they go to restaurants in your country, right? So you know, you have an idea of what you would say in a particular situation, trying to ask for a drink or order food, you know, or tell a girl that she's pretty or, you know, insult someone, something like that. You have an idea of what you would say in a particular situation. So then, now that you have the context in mind, you listen to the entire phrase, okay? the tone of voice with which it was said, right? The facial expression, the gestures, and try to give yourself more meaning or try to understand more of the meaning using those things. And then look for the meaning of each individual word. You see what I'm saying? That's the way I do it. And that's why in both Spanish and Portuguese, there are so many things I know exactly how to say at the right moment in the right way, but I have no idea what they mean. The individual words, I mean, I have no idea. And maybe that sounds strange because it's strange to me, but I can communicate and people can understand me and I understand people. So 
I think when you're learning a foreign language, you need to think a lot less about understanding the exact meaning of every single word that's said, or the perfect grammar, or the perfect word choice, or whatever, and pay much more attention to the context in which you're speaking. Because context is everything, especially in English. And if you're listening to this, you're most likely learning English, right? And context is everything. It doesn't really make sense to learn word after word after word because one word can be used in five different ways, depending on five different contexts. So it makes much more sense to learn phrases based on a particular context. That's what helped me in the beginning and it still helps me today, you know? But anyway, um, getting back to the actual story. So I went a couple months basically consuming everything I could in Portuguese. Music, Racionais, MV Bill, Jorge Ben, Tim Maia, Grupo Revelação, um, movies, the classics, you know, Cidade de Deus, um, Tropa de Elite, Cidade Baixa. Um, let me see what else. I would read news articles in Portuguese, read news about the country of Brazil, obviously in Portuguese, which not only helped me learn how to read and comprehend much better Portuguese, written Portuguese, but it also helped me learn more about the country, you know, what's happening, to stay updated with what's going on in this place. So when I finally get the chance to talk to a Brazilian, I have something to talk about that they are directly connected to. So I'm not searching for subjects. I'm not searching for things to say. I can say, oh, what do you think about this thing that happened last week? Just an idea, right? Um, so yeah, music, movies, articles, um, YouTube videos, interviews is another thing. Like listening to interviews with Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, um, Felipe Coutinho. I like soccer so i would listen to interviews with brazilian or portuguese soccer players you know um Hacionais, i would listen to their interviews as well and it just like i said the idea is to consume the language you truly immerse yourself in the language do everything that you would do in your native country in your native language just in the foreign language i mean it sounds stupid for me to explain it that way but it's really that simple you know and the most important ingredient to the entire recipe, the most important ingredient is practicing with real people, without a doubt. You can consume all the language that you want, and at the end of the day, you'll probably understand the spoken language, you know, quite well. Intermediate or advanced level, sure, but to speak is another thing entirely, you know. Each, each part of communication, for me, in my opinion, is like a, a muscle. The same way you go to the gym and, you know, you're lifting weights. Every rep is increasing your ability to do more reps, repetitions, I mean. So, you know, you go to the gym, let's say, I don't know, three or four days a week. You're constantly trying to become stronger. And over time, with the right, you know, workout schedule, the right training regime or whatever, the right diet and everything, you get bigger and stronger. It's the same thing with any other skill, and it's definitely identical with learning a language. The more you listen to the language and force yourself to understand more and more complex subjects, you know, or complex vocabulary, I should say, 
um, the better your listening skills get. The more you can, the more easily you can listen to anybody, regardless of their accent, regardless of their dialect. You know, you can understand them by exposing yourself to them. I mean, it's really simple. But speaking is another skill in and of itself. It's separate from listening. You see, so you can train your listening all day, but if you never speak, then all you'll be able to do is listen. You know, so the most important ingredient is to speak. 100%. You need to do that from the very first day you start to learn a new language. Speak and speak and speak. For real. You know, there's no other way. I promise you, there's no other way. No other way. You need to speak, okay? So that was the most important thing for me, was to find people, you know, apart from my friend Danilo, just to find other Brazilians to talk to. So what did I do? Uh, first, I went on a website called italki. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what it is, but just in case you don't, it's basically like a... It's like a it's it's a platform where you can find language exchange partners and also language tutors or language teachers, depending on your situation. If you can't afford to pay for a teacher, then you can look for uh, someone who's learning your language, and then you do an exchange. You teach them yours, they teach you theirs, right? Um, so that's what I did at first. I went and found some language exchange partners in. I mean, it went okay. It's really difficult to find a language exchange partner because, one, it really depends on your personality. You know, if you get along well with anybody, then I'm sure you'll do great. I am not one of those people. So it took me a long time to find people that, you know, that I was actually interested in, who were interested in me, and we could have, you know, conversations with some substance. You know what I mean? It takes a while to do that, and you have to stay dedicated and go through person after person after person. So it takes some dedication, but you can do it. Just got to find somebody who uh, you get along well with, you know? So once I did that, um, I would speak to them as much as, as possible. And really, I think a lot of people try to do that, but they all, I hear a lot of complaints about, I don't have enough vocabulary, or I don't know what to say, or ba 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 and bro, my response to that today is that's not an excuse, you know, because what I did with Spanish and definitely with Portuguese was, let's say I finally find somebody that I can speak on the phone with. I don't know what to say. You know, I don't have the vocabulary to express myself. What do I do? I sit there next to my computer with Google Translate open and ready. And when I can't figure out how to say something, I type it in Google Translate and bam. I say it to the person that's listening. They get the idea. When they say something I don't understand, I ask them to say it again more slowly. Can you maybe spell a certain word? I put it in Google Translate. Bam, I get the idea. Most people don't want to do that. It makes them feel like children. It makes them feel stupid. They think that they're making the other person uncomfortable. But if we both agree that we're here to help each other learn a language, why should that be a problem? You know, that's just the way I think about it. That's the way I think about it. So you have to be willing to do a little bit more than you're accustomed to doing, you know? Anyway, 22 minutes, Jesus Christ. I haven't even gotten to the good part of the story, man, because that's really everything I explained up until now is just the preparation for what happens next. 
you know, like finding a couple friends to talk to on italki and uh, talking to Danilo, consuming music and, and movies and TV shows and YouTube videos. That was just the preparation, honestly, just the beginning of the immersion. But then I would say after about three months of doing just that, I came across this application called HelloTalk. And if you've never heard of it, it's basically, it's basically like Facebook mixed with Instagram for people who are learning languages. That's basically what it is. Because you can send messages to, to people who are learning your language and whose language you are learning. Uh, so there's like a chat section. And then they have something called Moments, which is basically like the Facebook wall where you can post videos and, and pictures and music and texts, um, whatever. You can post all multimedia. You can post and share with people who want to learn your language, right? Then you have the search section, which is where you can search for people um, from a particular country, a particular city who speak a particular language, right? And then they, you have your own profile where you can see all your information, what city you're from, your age. You can write a short biography. Um, you know, you got your profile picture. So it's like Instagram and Facebook for language learners. And unfortunately, that's exactly how people use it, like Instagram and Facebook. But that's a whole nother story. Anyway, I found this this application and... Um, I thought it was great because, I mean, italki is cool, but I think HelloTalk is a little more practical. The ease with which you can use it, the interface and everything, it's a little more practical. And the funny thing is, I mean, if you're Brazilian, you understand what I'm about to say. If not, maybe you don't know this. I mean, I'd say a good 75 to 80 percent of Brazilian people at least people that live in, you know, along the coastline, the more developed cities in Brazil, are trying to learn English, you know? And I think it was because the fact that I speak English and I'm learning Portuguese, a lot of people, even to this day, a lot of people send me messages, you know what I mean? So I was constantly able to be in contact with Brazilian people. You see what I'm saying? Constantly had opportunities to talk to new people, try new expressions, learn new words, listen to new accents and dialects. You see what I'm saying? I had that, uh, the great opportunity to do that. The problem was, how can I say this? The problem was, it was the same conversation again and again and again. Hello, how you doing? Where are you from? How old are you? Why are you learning this language? What do you do for a living? Oh, cool. You see what I'm saying? It was the same conversation over and over and over again. And it got to the point where I was kind of tired of using the application. But what happens next? Uh, this girl, Brazilian girl, who shall remain nameless, you know, out of respect for her privacy, obviously. This girl sent me a message. And uh, it was pretty much the same conversation as always. Hey, how you doing? Where you from? 
what do you do? Ba, ba, ba. And I realized very quickly, okay, it's the same conversation as always. So I actually stopped responding to her messages. And to me, that was the end of it. However, a f- you know, a few days later, maybe two or three days later, she sent me another message. For whatever reason, I, d- I don't know. And uh, I sent her a message back. And since that moment, since that moment, for the next, for the next two and a half, maybe almost three years, we never stopped talking. Probably for the next two and a half years, you know? So... I guess now I'll give you some some details on about the story, you know. So we we uh it was it was really unique, man. It's like I'm going to try to tell this story in a way that makes sense because in my head it makes sense, but when I I've never tried to really tell this story to another human being in a way that's coherent and that makes sense and that doesn't take 3 hours to explain. All right, so we're almost 30 minutes into this podcast. If you're still here, thank you for being here. And prepare yourself because I'm really not good at describing personal experiences, but I'm going to try. All right. So I met this girl and it was probably around, uh, I don't know, man. October or September 2015. Okay. And like I said, I had already stopped responding to her messages and then she sent me another message and we started talking again for real, like, you know, really having conversations. And I don't know what the difference was between the two moments, but the second time we just were able to talk about any and everything, man, and which is really rare, at least for me, to have a conversation that's more than the superficial, you know what I mean? Like something with some substance. Talk about real ideas and information and experiences and stuff. For me, that's a rarity. So, you know, we we started talking on Hello Talk quite often, exchanging text messages, audio messages, and things like that. And at the time, her English was very good. My Portuguese was shit, you know? So we spent most of the time talking in English. Um... And over time, we just started having more and more interesting conversations. It was really easy to talk with this girl. And um, then eventually, we went from Hello Talk to WhatsApp just because, you know, it functions better. It's more responsive. It's quicker. And anyway, it's a small detail. It doesn't really matter. So we start talking basically every day, pretty much every day, about any and everything, man. We were both really interested in psychology um, I was more interested in anthropology, but philosophy, um, economy, culture, just anything, anything and everything we would talk about. You see what I'm saying? Which is, like I said, a rare thing. So it was a pleasure to just to just talk. It didn't really matter about if it was in English or Portuguese or whatever. And little by little, um, she would help me, you know, learn new words or phrases or translations. So it was cool, you know. Um, so we, inst- not instantly, but quickly, very quickly became friends. And um, 
yeah, it it was kind of like you know how you meet people sometimes and just immediately you you click. In other words, you immediately just get along really well, become friends. It was basically that, you know, without even trying, without even thinking about it. And it got to a point, man, where I was like, damn, I really, really enjoy talking to this girl. And um, shortly after, we started talking on the phone. And um, at first, it was like, I think she was a little bit nervous about it because that's it's a common thing for Brazilian people to be nervous or ashamed of their English level for some strange reason. They don't really like to talk with natives because you know it can be embarrassing when you know you're trying to express yourself and you you think you sound silly, you don't know how to say what you want to say. So it's understandable. But the point is, at first she didn't really want to, but uh after encouraging her, we started talking on the phone or whatever, and that's when I was we we just we could talk, like I said, about anything and everything for hours and hours without even realizing, you know, um, it was a normal thing, a normal thing for us to talk on the phone for three hours, five hours, plenty of times we talked on the phone for seven hours, the most was 10 hours, with no exaggeration, no bullshit, 10 hours straight on the phone with one person. So maybe now you're starting to get the point. I mean, we could really talk about anything and everything. It wasn't like 10 hours of silence and a few words here and there. And no, I was actually, I mean, we were just talking for hours, you know? And that's really when I was like, shit, I, I like this girl. You know what I mean? Like, I like this girl. And uh, I just told her, you know, I like you. You know, I really like you or whatever. And she basically said that she felt the same way. And then, man... You know, now in hindsight that this is a moment in my past and I've thought about it, I realized that was the moment that I fucked up. That was the moment. And I'll tell you why. Because, first of all, we lived in two different countries, very far from each other. So never before had I even imagined or asked myself or thought about like a long distance relationship. You know, it's like it was laughable at that time. I wasn't even thinking about that when I told her that I liked her. And well, well, I'll, I'll tell you the story and then maybe you'll realize or you'll understand why I said that moment is when I fucked up. But anyway, um, yeah, I told her that I liked her. She felt the same. And then in that moment, it kind of became like, OK, we're not we're friends, but clearly there's something more here. I want more than that, and you want more than that. The only problem is we don't live in the same country. So, okay, cool, whatever. We just kept talking like we always did, but with the knowledge that, man, if we did live in the same country, it would be a different situation. So we, I mean, we just started talking even more. And uh, it became a thing of not just friendship and language exchange, but like, you know, speaking romantically and things like that you know what i'm saying like really uh speaking with the intentions of romance so that's when it, it became like you know when i mean just like your girlfriend or your boyfriend if you have one you talk to them pretty much every day for an extended period of time 
they're the person you want to talk to the most. So you just talk and talk and talk. And that, in essence, is how I learned to speak Portuguese the way I do. You see what I'm saying? Because I found a, a Brazilian girl with whom I would talk pretty much all day, every day about all types of subjects. So naturally, without trying, I just started to slowly but surely learn how to express myself in her language. And like I said in the beginning, her English was so much better than my Portuguese. So we spent the, the majority of the time talking in English. And then over time, I started trying harder and harder and learning more and more. And then it was like 50-50. And then it got to a point where I could pretty much express myself um, quite well in Portuguese. And it became comfortable for her to just speak Portuguese. So we spent, you know, 75% of the time speaking in Portuguese, which only made it that much easier for me to learn the native language because I'm just constantly speaking it. I'm constantly listening to it. But in real time, I'm not just watching videos, listening to podcasts. I'm talking to somebody, a real person, you know, and that without a doubt is the main reason that I learned to speak Portuguese in a relatively short amount of time, you know. Um, one or two years I would consider myself a proficient speaker you see what I'm saying um, and it's funny I was I was talking to my, my father about it and he said even when he was in high school they had a saying or his, his Italian teacher told him one time if you want to learn a language you have to sleep with it in other words have sex with it you know so if you want to learn a language you got to date a person. Oh, shit. I wonder if you guys... Could you hear that? If you heard that, that was a uh, big-ass lightning strike. Could you imagine getting struck by lightning, bro? Inside your house? Fuck that. Anyway, um... Yeah, if you want to learn a language, you got to sleep with it. You got to find yourself a girlfriend or a boyfriend... That speaks that language and basically, you know, you, you'll end up talking to them all the time. And that's basically what happened. Because over time, you know, the desire for her became stronger and stronger. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't just, oh, I want to learn your language. I want to be your friend. It's like, nah, I, you know, I'm really interested in you. And it would be great if you could be my girlfriend. But one small problem, obviously, is that we live in... in different countries but even still we kind of just started treating each other as if we were boyfriend and girlfriend as if we were dating you know so without even really mentioning it or agreeing on it we created this long distance romantic relationship you know and that lasted for Let me see, 2015, 16. That lasted for over a year. I was basically talking literally damn near every day for hours, you know. And um, I think what, what really made that possible, what made us okay with the fact that it was long distance and or whatever is because I had intentions of going to Brazil in 2000. 16 and 2017 
The only thing is, you know, I didn't go in 2016 or 17, but that's besides the point. I think the fact that we both had the idea in our minds, okay, one day I'm coming to Brazil, you know, because I was planning to move to Brazil and teach English. That was the plan at the time. You know, around 2016, I had been learning Portuguese and, you know, I didn't have anything else to do with my time or my life in general. So I decided, okay, I speak Portuguese. I'm really interested in Brazil and the culture. I'm just going to move there. And I know teaching English is something I can do because so many other Americans have done it. And, you know, they're supporting themselves down there. So fuck it. Why not? You know, I didn't have anything to lose. So with that knowledge, we both kind of accepted the distance with the understanding that eventually there would be no more distance. You feel me? I think that's really what made it possible or viable in our minds to maintain like a long distance romantic relationship. Only problem is, like I said, I didn't go in 2016, which was a disappointment, you know. Um, But the funny thing is, in 2017, actually 16, she was planning to study abroad in another country, this girl. She was planning to study abroad. And it didn't work out for her for some reason that I can't remember. I don't know if it was money or a problem with the university or, excuse me, I don't know what it was. But she ended up not going to this this country to study abroad. And she still had the plane ticket. You see where I'm going? So, you know, for whatever reason, she thought it would be a good idea to come visit me in the United States. And that's exactly what she did. You know, so her first time ever leaving her country, she she went from, you know, her hometown to this foreign country just to see some guy, you know. It's like some shit out of a movie. You know, you meet this person online, you start talking to him, become good friends. You really gain interest in each other. Then you become something like boyfriend and girlfriend. You still haven't met the person in real life. And then you buy a plane ticket. And you go halfway around the world to see this person, to stay in their house and meet their family and stuff like that. That's something out of a movie, bro. At least the way I see it, I don't know anybody else that has that experience, you know. So it was really unique for me, and I'm sure it was unique for her too, that that experience. You know, she came and stayed in my house for two weeks. And uh, being as how we already had formed that liking for each other, that desire for each other, it was like, you know, as you can imagine, heaven on earth for two weeks. Like, finally, you actually meet this person that you feel like you know so well because you've been talking to them every day for over a year. And then finally you get to meet them, look in their eyes, touch them, talk to them, kiss them, hug them, sleep with them and stuff like that. You know, it was amazing. The problem was it was only two weeks. So then, you know, she went back to her city and it was even worse after that because now we have a a true idea of what it's like to be with each other, to be with one another, you know? Before it was just an idea, like, oh, it would be nice to be with you. But after spending two weeks together and then having to go your separate ways again, it's like, shit, now I'm really missing something. You feel me? Before it was now I really want something, but now I've had it and it's gone. You feel me? So it was even worse. 
And that was in January 2017. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I started to make plans to really go to Brazil again. Because I'm like, shit, I'm here doing nothing with my life. And it didn't work out the first time, my my trip to Brazil. So now I just have that much more reason to go. You feel me? So I started planning again. But the the problem was we... It was around that time that, you know, things got complicated. We started fighting a lot and arguing and over petty shit. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. It wasn't for that reason that I didn't go in 2017. But I think it was in 2017 that I don't think I know. In 2017 that we... After lots of fights and arguments and confusion and misunderstandings, we decided to go our separate ways. You know what I'm saying? We ended the relationship. We stopped talking. And I can't remember why. I honestly can't remember why I didn't go to Brazil again in 2017. But, I mean, those years, bro, from 2015 to maybe April of 2019 which was last month pretty you know chaotic time for me personally for many reasons so it was just you know a fucking mess lots of plans little action confusion problems blah 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 so I think all of that also had an effect on our relationship but it definitely had effect an effect on my life plans but anyway Saying all that, I'm sure I didn't tell the story as well as I could have or should have. That's the real reason and the real way that I learned to speak Portuguese was I fell in love with a Brazilian girl. You know what I'm saying? And just naturally immerse myself in her, her language, her culture. You know what I'm saying? And just started to pick up the language and you know she really helped me to start expressing myself naturally and she was patient enough with me to to help me get better to allow me to practice and sound like an idiot and make mistakes and and get better and blah 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 she was really the one that helped me with all that man for real i mean imagine bro you're speaking the language with a native speaker all day every day for two and a half years there's no way in my mind there's no way you're not going to become fluent, you know? So I'm not saying go find yourself a girlfriend or a boyfriend just with, you know, with this, the sole intention of learning their language. Obviously not. Um, there's a lot of people out there like that. Uh, and if you're one of those people, check yourself, you know, because I mean, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't my intention to go on to Hello Talk or iTalk and find a girlfriend. It just happened just happened, you know? I met a girl, she was really cool, we became friends, and then she became more than that, naturally. So I'm not saying go look for a foreign girlfriend. I'm actually saying the opposite. Do not do that, all right? My recommendation is don't do that. Because, excuse me, that's not the purpose of those platforms. If you're looking for a girl, then use Tinder or something like that. But I'm saying... My recommendation is not to sleep with the language per se, but just find somebody who, you know, 
that you get along really well with, somebody who can actually be your friend, you know? And to do that, you actually have to know how to have a conversation beyond the basics. You know, one thing that I realized is speaking another language doesn't make you more interesting as a person. Maybe in the beginning, on the surface, you know, it's, it's something like a novelty. You know, you're from a foreign country, you speak a different language. It's cute when you, you know, you're struggling or whatever and the person can help you or whatever. But at the end of the day, you got to have something to say. You know what I'm saying? So I think what I would recommend is you focus much more on the art of conversation than the art of learning language. Because if you know how to have conversations sooner or later you're gonna learn the language man i promise so that's what i would recommend get better at having conversations in your native language because language is language man it's still you expressing yourself you're just making different sounds with your mouth essentially you know obviously there's a lot more that comes with language like culture gestures tones of voice facial expressions all that that comes with communication but my point is communication is communication So if you learn how to communicate better, it's really, really going to facilitate your language learning process. Because language is just one part of the bigger idea that is communication, in my opinion, you know. And then just find you somebody. It doesn't have to be a girlfriend or a boyfriend. It could just be a good friend with whom you can speak often, you know. Or maybe you have to find a private language tutor and spend a little money. I think it's worth it. It's better than going to a traditional school and keeping your face in a book, learning all the grammar rules, and never having any contact with the actual language itself, the spoken language, you know? It's the most important. So, like I said, man, I don't know if that was the best account of the story, because obviously there's a lot more details, but I just felt like they weren't relevant to how I learned Portuguese. I thought I would share the main ideas that gave you an idea of the reason that I learned to speak Portuguese the way I do because bro I'm constantly and this is not me trying to brag or be arrogant or show off I'm just saying I constantly am being told that I sound like a Brazilian I speak just like a Brazilian you know it's so natural and I understand so well Brazilian people and the language and the culture because I had a Brazilian girlfriend you know I mean there's nothing better than that absolutely no better way to learn a language than to date somebody who speaks that language i can't think of anything better you know but again i'm not recommending you go date somebody for that reason obviously not but um yeah man and i can say now when i'm when i plan on learning a new language i started learning swahili and i stopped one because I really didn't have many people to contact who speak that language and I didn't want to pay a private tutor. But two, I don't know, I felt the connection to it because I've always been interested in in East Africa um, and the culture there and the history there. But I I don't know, just the interest wasn't there and I'm trying, you know, I've been, there's a lot of excuses for why I stopped. You know, I'm trying to start a business and I just didn't, make the time for it. So I stopped learning that too. But whenever I truly dedicate myself to a new language, that's the method I'm going to use. The same one I've always used, which is total immersion and speak with native speakers from day one. 
and just talk to person after person after person until I find um, someone with whom I get along well, an actual friend, and then just talk to them as much as possible. You don't need 50 different people to become fluent in a language. You just need one or two that you can talk about anything and everything with, you know? So that's my recommendation for you because that is how I learned Brazilian Portuguese. Total immersion. Consuming anything and everything I could in the target language and then eventually finding some good friends to practice that language with. My ex-girlfriend, uh, my brother Leonardo, if you're listening, man, I love you, bro. Danilo, same thing. You know, just a few good friends who are willing to help me and teach me the same way I try to help and teach them. You know what I'm saying? And it's much, you know, it's much easier to say that than it is to do that because it's really hard, man, to find a good friend that you can talk about anything with that has the patience to help you, has the time to help you. It's really difficult. So, you know, once you get past that difficult step, which you do need to get past. And it's going to take some time and a lot of effort and dedication on your part, a lot of patience and experimentation. But once you get there, I think the hardest part is done. It's just talking, you know? So, <sighs> yeah, man. Um, like I said, I didn't tell the entire story. I don't think the entire story fits in the context of this podcast. I just wanted to explain how I learned the language and the reason I learned. And I can say now, man, what's today? Saturday? I think on Wednesday it was, Wednesday or Thursday. I finally, bro, fucking finally bought my plane tickets to Sao Paulo, Brazil. I'm going, man. After four fucking years, man, I'm finally going to to visit the country of Brazil. Finally. And I don't even have the words to describe the excitement, man, the emotion, the the anticipation, whatever you want to call it. I don't even have the words to describe it, so I'm not going to try, you know. But if I, the simplest way I can say it is, man, I'm ecstatic, extremely excited. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Sorry. Extremely excited, bro. After four long years of, you know, immersing myself in the language and the culture, learning more about the country, you know, I finally get to visit and see it and experience it for myself. Meet some friends that I've had for two, three, four years, bro. You know, it's it's really strange. Like Leonardo, for example, one of my best friends from Sao Paulo. I've known him since 2015. I met him around the same time I met my ex-girlfriend. And we've been talking ever since. It's crazy, man. You feel like you know somebody so well, but you've never physically met the person. You've never been in the same room, let alone the same country. You know what I'm saying? It's really strange how somebody you met online knows you better than your own family members or people that you spend time with every day here in real life. And not that, you know, Meeting somebody online isn't real life, but I mean just here in person. You know what I'm saying? Strange, but I'm super excited, man, to to meet the friends that I've made, make more friends, and just really experience firsthand Brazilian culture, bro, Brazilian people. 
super excited. So I'm going down there in August and I'll be there until November. Three good months. And the best part, I think what's different from the other two times I tried to go is now I can continue working. I mean, I work online, so I can continue to teach, make videos, uh, do the podcast and everything. And speaking of, if you're listening to this and uh, you're looking for an English teacher, you know, feel free, send me a message or an email rather at English with Kaizen at gmail.com. That's English with Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N at gmail.com. And I'll give you some more information about that. But yeah, I'm really excited, man, because I can, you know, continue to work and run my business, grow my business, but at the same time, live in and experience this beautiful country that, you know, I've been getting to know from a distance for the last four years. So, man, words can't even describe how I feel, man. I'm just super, super, super excited, you know? But I guess that's a good place to cut it, man. If you have made it these 55 minutes and 25 seconds, congratulations, man. Thank you for being here. I really need to improve my my communication skills, get better at telling stories, you know what I'm saying, explaining myself, because I don't know for sure that I did a good job on this podcast, uh, but I tried, all right? Anyway, man, that's it for now. This has been another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. And before I go, just want to give a quick shout out to my ex-girlfriend. If she's listening, I still love you. Always have love for you. My brother from another mother, Leonardo Castro Fernandez. Nothing but love for you, bro. Danilo Abreu. Nothing but love for you, bro. I appreciate and love all you, man. And uh, for real, man, y'all changed my life. Without a doubt. Changed my life forever. So... I will always appreciate that, you know, always. But that's it, man. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 